the one-handed solo traveler. That's me, my friends. Back in the day, I was also called King Floater. The King Floater. Uh, because I just traveled around so much in the Pacific Northwest, especially in the, in the Seattle time. Uh, I'm real good at that. So a lot of couch surfing, all the whatnots and the craziness. But right now I'm basically the one-handed solo international traveler. But, you know, one-handed solo traveler can work. And I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to uh, make my way to Nepal. I'm very, very excited to go back to Nepal. And as I'm getting ready, I... Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to take care of. I got to book my tickets. I got to get my guest house in Nepal. I'm trying to coordinate another flight uh, within Nepal from Kathmandu to Lumbini so I can visit the birthplace of Buddha uh, and other little bits of travel. But, you know, I'm also getting my my travel bags together and my computer equipment together. And then, of course, let's not forget clothing and toiletries. I'm trying to run a little more efficient. I'm trying to run a little more smooth. You know, all this is starting to come back. It's been basically two years, two years and a month, two months since I've done really any traveling like most of the world. Um, and many things are, many aspects of traveling are coming back. What I need to get in line what I need to carry all this you know I even like the pack light stuff these bags that are you know that will screen out radio waves they'll screen out wi-fi waves you know they're anti-theft they're hard to cut I mean they're just great great bags I got a couple small ones nothing too big I like the Osprey that's kind of my main travel thing and the 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 thing I the, the bag I picked up last year when I got back was an upgrade to my Os, Osprey uh day pack. Uh it's a little bit bigger which is perfect um cuz it'll hold my laptop real easy and it's got a little extra room and it actually clips into my um Porter Osprey Porter bag. So there I can have a backpack on my back which also doubles as a suitcase and then I can clip the smaller one onto the front and then I can carry that in front on my backpack harness because these are some of the things that pop into my head is just carrying gear as a one-handed solo traveler. And I don't mean when I'm out in the wild. I, I mean getting through the airport, okay? Because um, I think once coming back from Tibet, I had two large international suitcases on wheels and a backpack and a small bag and it was hard to manage you know it was actually <laughs> it was actually a thing it was hard to manage and I know I'm bringing back a large international sized suitcase because yes this is a Buddhist pilgrimage for me I'm visiting the birthplace of Buddha a cave that Pamasambhava stayed at and then there's many sacred uh, Buddhist sites within Kathmandu, specifically Budanath Temple and Swaibonath Temple, also known as the Monkey Temple, which is like very special to me. I have a deep connection there, except I almost got bum rushed by a herd like a by a barrel of monkeys, you know, uh, and I got a podcast about 
some of the gritty experiences I had the last time I was in Nepal, and one of them had to do with monkeys. Um, so I'm, I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to be pulling. Well, I'm going to also be on a buying trip. So I want to buy quite a bit of Buddhist gear that I sell online, holy objects, Buddhist objects, malas, mala parts, boom counters, all of that. Um, because uh, Nepal is a great place to buy and I can bring back a suitcase. I could actually bring back two. I don't think I'm going to buy that much, but I can pack 50 pounds in there. So basically we'll see what happens. Um, but I have to contend with that. I have to contend with a number of bags and I have one hand. So, um, it's a thing, you know, I, you know, even, even the backpack that I'm using, right. I still have to take it off and turn it into like a suitcase and put it on a plane and do all that. And, um, you know, I kind of like, I kind of like the, the bag on wheels thing, but then I can't carry it when I'm out. You know, it's hard to carry because I don't want to carry it all the time and I can't use the wheels all the time. That's why I like the backpack. But then it's nice to roll that thing. Man, it's nice not to have have that weight bearing down on me. But we'll see how it goes. And that's a major consideration because, you know, my arms are injured. You know, I'm, I'm definitely healing up and I'm definitely feeling stronger, but I don't want to have to bear a lot of weight with my right arm. And that's the arm with the hand. So, uh, yeah, this trip is going to going to be a thing. This trip's going to be a thing as the one handed solo traveler, you know, and I've done a number of podcasts about it in the past. And uh, one handed solo traveling's got its own thing. Basically, disabled traveling is a thing. And there's a lot of great stories out there. I mean, there's blind people walking around the country, walking across continents. There's people in wheelchairs doing amazing things, you know. So, hey, I mean, my legs work. My hand works. I'm okay. All my, you know, my sense faculties are solid. However, I don't have two hands. And, well, sometimes that's a thing. And, and uh, you know, once... In, here's a story I told before, but I, I'm just kind of recapping a bunch of stuff. Uh, one time when I was in Estonia, I could tell, I had a feeling, I was using the force, I had a feeling these guys wanted to bum rush me. And uh, yeah, I just, it didn't feel good. And, and part of it is the day before I noticed this crew of three people in old downtown uh, Estonia, um, kind of eyeballing me, right? And then the next day, and here's why they were eyeballing me, because I had to take my backpack off and put it on the ground to get in there to grab something. And then I had to pull my wallet out and put that under my arm so I could manipulate some money. And I kind of realized in that moment that this is not a good thing. This is a one-handed traveler thing. Like, I can't be putting my backpack on the ground. I can't be holding my wallet uh, under my arm. So, you know, I really got to think about this because I, I become, in other people's eyes, a victim, an easy victim. Now, mind you, I got a couple black belts, so I'm ready to throw down, and I know some kung fu. But I'm a little injured, and, you know, it is an interesting consideration, right? It's just something I don't think a lot of people necessarily think about, but I can only manipulate things with one side. And if I'm carrying more than my hand is capable of 
manipulating, then I have to either put it down or do something. And I've changed my whole travel flow because of that. But yeah, the next day, these guys were like, hey, we need help. We need help. And it, it just, that situation did not feel good. Okay. And then I, I know when I really need to follow my instincts. And I was like, yeah, this situation's going to get ugly because I can tell these guys are distracting me and someone else is going to grab my bag or hit me or do something. So I left that situation quite quickly. It is very important to be very mindful when you are internationally solo traveling and just traveling in general anywhere, right? I mean, I don't want to, there's many things I want to see when I travel around the world. However, a police station or a hospital in any other country is not something I want to deal with. And it's important to just be very careful and very aware. I certainly don't want to be dealing with the police or getting bum rushed or anything like that. And, and uh, so it takes a little bit of work. It takes a little bit of uh, ingenuity, right? A little bit of cleverness, uh, how I manipulate my money. Like I, I'm in a position now where I, 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 there's a few things I always keep on me when I travel. Yeah. So even in Nepal on a daily basis, I'm traveling with, you know, in my backpack, I got my computer, most of my cash and my passport, right? Because those things I can't leave behind in my hotel room. I don't want them to be gone. You know, some people don't want to carry that stuff. It's not that that big of a deal for me. But, you know, it's also important that I, because of that, I don't always want to be going in to grab all my money. Right. So that's the other thing. I keep I keep a large I keep most of my money on me. And then I have like a large uh, some spending cash, right? Some folding money on one side of my pocket. Right. It's on the left side, the one I don't get into very much. That's in case there's a big item beyond the money that I keep in my right side pocket. And, you know, that's just like small change. You can spend a little bit of money, not buying big, buying food, that kind of thing. That's the money most people see. If I need to get into the other side, then that changes a little bit. And then if I need to get into the backpack, yeah, of course, that totally changes. However, that's how I keep things safe for me, right? And I rarely ever pull out my wallet. After that incident in Estonia, that's just not going to happen, right? Because as a solo international traveler, we become what people, some other people think are, are victims, easy objects of prey because we're alone. We're in a different country. You know, when I was in, uh, when I was in Indonesia, I got approached a lot and in, in a few times by the same people about going to this art show. They're like, oh, you look like an artist. You're from America. We want you to come critique our art. It's just down this dark alleyway. And I knew, I was like, man, if I go down there, I'm probably not coming back. And if I come back, I'm going to come back with less money or no gear or beat up, you know. And uh, yeah, it's just important to just really protect yourself. You got to be on your A game. You got to be aware. You got to know when you can relax. Yeah, these all this, this is like, especially as a one-handed guy, this is an important one-handed solo traveling and just solo traveling stuff. So all of this is starting to come back, you know, how I'm going to manipulate my money, how I'm going to carry my money, how I'm going to carry my bags. 
just basically how I deal with stuff, you know, because I need to be careful, especially this time, because I'm kind of injured, you know, and I don't want to, I have to be very careful to travel now. And now is the time for me to travel. Uh, you know, my mom's not so happy, but I'm going to make it work. She's going to make it work. You know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And Nepal is open. So I'm like, you know, I definitely want to go. I definitely want to go. But I can't be bearing a lot of weight or getting like super, super crazy or I don't know. You know, I don't I'm not climbing any mountains. I'm not going to Nepal to do any trekking. I'm on a Buddhist pilgrimage and a little bit of a uh, business shopping uh, endeavor. Import, export. This is a buying trip to boot. Um, so, yeah, I got to be careful about carrying gear and, and not overextending and, and uh, relaxing my arm and, and just being an aware solo traveler. In the one-handed piece, on the other end of the coins, got some really cool stuff. Uh, you know, in other countries, people really take care of me in the airport. You know, man, when I was coming back from Nepal last year, you know, I was carrying bags, and this guy was just all up in, <laughs> up in arms. He's like, oh, no, you need help. You shouldn't be doing this. Come on now. He went up to the security crew. He's like, let this guy go through and baggage. They, they just, he convinced, he asked everyone to just have me go through. And then he even carried my bags. Like he got me through the whole system pretty quick. And then as he was carrying my bags, he told me that his father's got a hurt arm. And he saw his father struggle a lot, so he was taking care of me. And then, what you know, on the trips to China, you know, the stewardesses were very helpful because I don't have two hands. Not that I'm incapable, don't get me wrong, but if they want to carry my bags and... uh lift them up and, and put them in the overhead and get me on the plane early, make me feel like a rock star. Yeah, I'll take that anytime, anytime. And then, you know, it's just, it's an interesting one-handed existence anyway, but solo traveling has just so many different facets of cultural overtones of life. I mean, basically in Tibet, a lot of people wondered why I wasn't homeless, <laughs> You know, like, why am I out doing what I'm doing uh, when there are homeless people that have one hand, right? Because basically in Tibet, if you don't have two hands, you're probably going to be homeless. And then when I was in Malaysia, I told my friend, uh, uh, hold on, I'll remember his name. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Malcolm. Yeah, he's my good friend Raj's friend. He's my good friend Raj's friend. Yeah, I said that right. And uh, he he took good care of me in Malaysia. And he even commented, he said, hey, you know, it's great that you're here because you don't have two hands and Raj doesn't have two hands and you're just kind of like taking his place. And, and uh, I was like, hey, Malcolm, I got to ask you, man, people look at me a little different here. Like I get stared at a lot because I don't have two hands, but here is a little different. And uh, he said, well, you know, Alejandro, to be honest, in Malaysia here, uh, they're probably wondering why you're not like just at home locked in a closet, because normally people with disabilities don't get out that much. They're, they're kind of ostracized. And, and uh, he's like, so they see how confident you are and how free you are and how comfortable you are. And it kind of confuses them. And then he said, you know, this would be a great place for you to come do professional speaking. 
you know. And uh, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Uh, and uh, just, you know, I've had so many great one-handed international experiences, let alone, I, aside from kind of the negative ones, you know. Uh, so there's many flavors as the one-handed solo traveler. And I'm sure I'm going to come up with some extra ones on this next trip to Nepal, which I'm very excited about. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. And then the second of the four great Buddhist holidays called Sagadawa is showing up at the beginning of June. So I'm going to be spending some of my time in Nepal during the second greatest Buddhist holiday, the second of the four greatest Buddhist holidays, which uh, celebrates Buddha's birth enlightenment, uh, subjugation of extreme suffering, and his para-nirvana, which is his passing. Uh, but it's really Buddha's birth. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be at Buddha's birthplace during the celebration of his birth, and it should just be unbelievable. I am so excited. I am so excited. So uh, many stories coming, many more podcasts coming from Nepal and other cool, cool, cool things, my friends. Okay, um, it's still a good idea to mask up. Let's stay safe. Let's be cool. Let's share with others the way we want others to be. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. <laughs>